We need an intro. It's a simpler time. Here we are. It's Saturday morning, superstars. I'm dumb. I'm fan. We're channeling our midlife crisis watching February 20th, 1993's yes. Saturday morning, superstars. Yes. Weird start to this one. We're still in a San Jose State Events Center. This episode was originally recorded back on January 25th of 1993 in San Jose, California. And we start with a old-ish. It's dark. It's like pre-fight. Yeah. Just set the scene for all you listeners out there. The first image we get is Bam Bam Bigelow's gigantic head. Yeah. Just on the screen. And that's all you really see. He's got his black outfit on, so you don't see anything below the neck. But it's just a tight shot of just his face. He's calling out Earthquake. He's talking a lot about a barbecue. So I think Bam Bam's hungry. I think they're just playing off of the flames on his head because they got yeah. this like monster shot of this noodle. His giant <laughs> noggin right there with his perfectly quaffed beard, I should say. Yeah, he's taking care of himself. <laughs> he does take care of himself from like the, the nose down. Yeah, he's a nose down metrosexual. <laughs> he's got tiny ears too. You ever notice that? Yeah, he's got like a huge head. Yeah. Like the size of a watermelon. Tiny nose, tiny ears. He's like a uh, Dick Tracy villain. Yeah. So he's talking about, yeah, how he's going to cook up Earthquake. But then we get the headshot of Earthquake right after this, facing the complete opposite way. So my idea is that they were both in the same exact room when mm -hmm. this was shot. If you pulled back, you would see them like standing next to each other for this. And they just moved the camera over and did a little quick edit there. Quake has no light on. Not as much. Quake is like totally in the dark. Yes. And they're both already sweaty, but Quake is not up for a barbecue. He's going to put out the barbecue with a Quake. So I guess earthquakes can put out barbecues. I thought earthquakes usually cause fires. Not this earthquake, Dom. Not, this, not this earthquake. This one puts everything out. It, it cleans up houses. It, uh, you know, puts trees back in their places. It does fun. We've been searing a lot of serialism here. We got like, at the end of the episodes, they're starting to leave like cliffhangers or, or mm -hmm. final remarks or like a, an after credit sequence. Sure. And now before you have like these hot lead-ins, like, because both of them say the same quote in a few minutes. Like, it's about ready to go, people. Here you it know, comes. Like, Here it comes, mother Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting ready. We're yeah. getting ready. Everybody batting down the hatches. I did notice, like, last week we weren't sure if they had changed the intro. They definitely changed the intro this time. Yes, we I didn't go through the whole thing. The one thing that I keep mentioning or, or noticing, though, is no matter how they change it, whatever superstar they take out and put in, Piper's still in there. Yeah. And I get like the last time we saw Piper was WrestleMania. So is he still on the roster technically? I don't know. The, no, the, I think the last time we actually saw him was when he was playing bagpipes in England yeah. for SummerSlam, so he, right? 
Was it was it SummerSlam? Yeah, yeah, I guess it was SummerSlam. Yeah, that's when we saw him. So it's just, you know, they have the quick shot of him and then all of our favorites going along. They so. had 50% more macho than we had when he was champion. They put Lex in. They put Damien Demento in. What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, he was in before because I remember the last time that I did the rundown of it. I remember saying his name in there because it was Damien looking demented. Uh, so he was in there. I don't know if they added more or more than one shot of him, but yeah, he's in there. From Fury Road is the <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, all shiny and chrome, wearing a cow hat yeah. and a tuxedo shirt with a chrome jacket with green zigzags in sequins. And then checkered tights. <laughs> yeah. He's got checkered pink. It's like checkered green tights but then there's also a section that section that looks sort of flowery so he threw this one together at the last minute this is unfortunate because i mean we're very close to meeting each other and this is why i thought it was okay to wear things that had no matching <laughs> like i was a clash nightmare in 93 oh yeah and I you were the clash the nightmare and i just wore everything oversized yeah. So I, I was on the exact opposite end of this. I mean, he's got all, all the tight stuff on. I didn't want you to notice a single curve of my body. So when it was Vince and Bobby Heenan, when we started the show, it was mm -hmm. Pun City. Yes. Then Perfect really didn't do that all that much. And these guys, the King and Macho, just fight with Vince in between. So it's mm -hmm. like we got a different type of start of show with the announcers, depending on the announcers that we have. The dynamic now seems to be they want to introduce the card in some sort of fashion now that they've got the heel versus the baby face up there with Vince playing Switzerland in between them. The way that you introduce the card is somebody's, you know, rooting for somebody and the other one says, no, they're going to get killed or blah, blah, blah. Or they're talking about various feuds that are going on within that. But I, I think the one example of that in this particular exchange is uh, Macho Man brings up the Undertaker's match. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that they introduce the card now. We're really getting to feel like this is the show that recaps. We're not the show that introduces the big storyline anymore because most of the show is talking about what happened on Monday Night Raw mm -hmm. and what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. The next Monday Night Raw. Because the big fight this week between the King and Macho Man in this opening was something happened to Brutus. Yeah. Brutus was was beaten in some horrible way and we all know he had face surgery and a million things mm -hmm. attached to him because they did the interview where vince wouldn't let brutus talk yeah yeah <laughs> it, was, it was vince's interview vince's <laughs> interview talking yes. about brutus and brutus in the room yeah vince was doing a biography of <laughs> brutus while brutus, brutus was sitting there <laughs> sitting there nodding yep. yes yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So something happened to the face and Jerry Lawler says it was like he was watching a hockey game because of the face off and Macho gets really pissed. But now we're getting into something happened there. A little bit later, they're like, and this week on Monday Night Raw, you're going to see Hulk Hogan return. Yeah. So Superstars has become kind of like the the recap and preview show to Raw already. Raw's like a month in. Yeah, they've started to see that Raw's going to pick up steam. Because it's got all the, you know, people want to watch the big names fight the big names. They had less and less red tights. And you could do the story with those guys in real time on Raw, where you have to tell the story over matches that were recorded a month ago. 
mm-hmm. when you're watching superstars because yeah. raw was like taped every two weeks so it's, it's a little bit was more it? i thought it was i did, thought it was four like this one did they do four early when on they, be when it was early because it was just an hour show when it first started so i i want to say that they did four at a time i don't know i could be completely wrong on that. i remember raw being every other week for a while until going you know giving away their matches well, i knew it was every other week when it was a two-hour show I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'd have to do some research, which I don't Stop. Got to find out the taping schedule from 30 years ago. <laughs> no one gives a shit. The show is just about watching it and commenting. And we're yeah. done. We don't, we don't even cover it. Raw. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> we don't, we somebody don't else's show. Yeah. Go watch somebody else's Go show. Watch, for uh, that. Yeah. Monday Night Raw stars. <laughs> this week, we are going to have not only the match that was booked pre, pre-intro with Quake and Bam Bam, we have Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. which they brought back the title cards. They didn't have the title cards last week. We have Razor Ramon, which um, this in a really interesting outfit. Yeah, Kamala yeah. And, a, and a run-in. Unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Kamala gets the big story tonight outside of Bam Bam and Earthquake. Yeah, and that's not all because we're going to have an Undertaker match and Mm -hmm. that's not listed. In red tights, out comes Razor. He's in red tights. I'll remember the red outfit. Yeah, I have him in in, uh, Hulkamania garb because it's the red and the yellow. He does look like Hulk. He looks like Cuban Hulk. He's Cuban Hulk. His name is Cuban Hulk. He fights Buddy Wayne, who I swear is someone semi-regular, but I might be wrong. No, he's, I don't know if we've seen him before. I don't have a few little tidbits on him here. Beginning of in-ring career was April of 1985. Wrestled for 32 years. Yeah, all the way up through 2017, where he died. Um, <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> at the age of 50. So Whoa. he wrestled for quite a while. But this is interesting. I have to look this up. I'm assuming this is a heart attack, but it says cause of death, Herzinfarkt. It's it's in German. Well, an infarction is is a heart attack. Yeah, so Herzin is a a heart. I knew that. So Farkt, I'm guessing, is a heart attack. But why is it in German? I'm not quite sure. He had some alter egos under the Atomic Kid. He was also, yeah. He's he's like the half-life of Adam Bomb. You get this guy? Yeah. We also got Buddy Royal. Okay. Um, Buddy Royal uh, and the Battle Royal. Here, here's a good one for you. The Canadian Cobra. Oh. <laughs> He's got a Cobra. And then I don't know where this one comes from, but it has nothing to do with him. Steve Finley. Hmm. Fit Finley's brother? Possibly. So yeah, he wrestled for quite a while. So I don't know if we saw him before, but he's been around. I've never noticed the three buttons on Razor's vest before. He looks like a banker. Does he button him up? He should. He should be Uh. like formal Razor. Three minutes and three seconds in, we have a booing woman in a pink sweatshirt. And behind her is like hot girl of our dreams in 1993. I did not notice that, but did you notice the guy that made his his homemade gigantic razor blade? Yeah. (laughs) I like the arts and crafts guys. This red tight is like three foot one and Razor looks gigantic against him, which I thought was a great contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Razor's still oozing a lot of machismo, according to Vince. We really got to get rid of that part of the gimmick. It's kind of weird because this thing's a month earlier, mm-hmm. and they're pushing a, a match for a month ahead of time, which is going to be Mr. Perfect versus Narcissus the Narcissist. 
Mm-hmm. But at this time, he must be still doing the loop against Razor because they don't really have an opponent going for Razor during this, during this voiceover. Pushing Perfect versus Lex, but during the entire Perfect match, he's talking about fighting Razor. Yeah. So does Razor have an opponent? Not at this point, but we went through this in our last episode because I was, I was wondering if Razor fights somebody at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, I think if I am correct, he is fighting the champion of yesteryear, yeah. Bob Backlund. Yeah. Always be closing. A always BBC closing. You can buy posters five. Ooh. With uh, posters of Razor, uh, posters of Sean, and then I can't tell what the other poster is. It looks like, it looks like Flair or Perfect. It's, so it has someone in a headlock. I can't tell yeah. who. At this point, it could still be Flair. It might be. Yeah. We get a general beating up of buddy here a lot of big slaps in the corner he took it hard i will give buddy some credit because he sold very well for razor in this match razor picks him up by the ears at one point and throws him across the ring and buddy took it hard and like rolls himself into the corner too so i was impressed with buddy's red tight skills in this yeah well match. he's an eight-year vet at this point i guess because he yeah. said he started in 85 the one thing i noticed about this is it's way by the numbers like it's, it's an act. You're seeing a show. It's like uh, going to a magician show on a Tuesday and then going on a Wednesday. You're seeing like the exact same, same razor remote thing. You can come up with something different to intimidate the guy who you're handing your gold to, but it's mm-hmm. always the same spiel. You know, take care of this gold. Something happens to the gold. Something happens to you. Every week it's the same lines. And then he's going through like his greatest hits moves. He's doing the, the embarrassing kicking the guy in the face while mm-hmm. he's down, just like rubbing his boot into his face. He's doing the slaps and it's almost like paint by numbers right now. There's nothing original in this match at all. Well, uh, there was the one move because Buddy is so small. Uh, there's a point where Razor's throwing him across and he hits off the ropes. And, and I guess Buddy tries to go for a high cross body and Razor just catches him in the middle <laughs> of the air, which he would not be able to do with a larger red tight. And then to further the punishment, he just holds him there and then brings him to the corner, puts him down and then kicks him even further to set him up for what I consider to be Razor's three moves of doom. The Razor's Edge, I noticed this for the very first time, and I don't know if it happens everywhere else. Five minutes, 16 seconds in, our red tight is in the Razor's Edge. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the red tight tells Razor when he's ready to go. And I don't know if that's always been the case, where the dude who's going to be Razor's Edged yeah. tells Razor that he's ready. Mm-hmm. So then Razor drops him, or if Razor was always the guy who initiates it. If you watch Buddy, he's up there and he says something, and that's when Razor goes and drops him. Interesting. So I wonder if it's the victim that calls drop. It's like he's ready. He knows. So he knows when to like bring his head up. This is really creative. One of the signs mocking Razor is Chica Ramon. Chica. Chica. Chica Ramon. Like you, gotta, uh, you gotta know how to conjugate to get that stuff. <laughs> that person knows their Spanish. They do. They, they paid attention <laughs> in, in eighth grade. They passed Spanish one. They did. I appreciate Brandy's commentary on, on the replay here where he describes how well Razor does the Razor's Edge. Did you hear this? I don't, I don't remember it. Okay, he says he does it so Razor's Edge like. Very good, Randy. You know the name of the move. Well, Razor keeps on coming because he is on the cover of WWF magazine for mm-hmm. the update. The Steiners, Mr. Perfect, and Crush are also in the magazine this week. Yes. 
Brought to you by IcoPro with its several slogans. <laughs> yes, please buy it. Please buy it. We got warehouses yes. of this shit. Yeah. This is going bad. For everybody who cares about their body and has the money and does a body good, you gotta want it because we've got lots of it. So after three years of hiatus, Gene is going to introduce us to Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who has returned. I guess, you know, if you're a show that's geared to 10-year-olds, you might not know who Brutus the Barber Beefcake even is. At this point, yeah, certainly. Great storytelling because you have Jimmy Hart already wanting nothing to do with this match. They cut to Raw. Mm -hmm. Vince is in his Raw tuxedo. <laughs> Raw is looking like it was supposed to, which was like the grungy show. Yeah. As opposed to slick, super overly produced, ultra polished that we have now. Jimmy Hart's like, look, why are we even fighting Beefcake? You guys are tag team people. He's talking about Money Incorporated. You guys are tag team champions. There's nothing that can help us here. You beat a Beefcake, so what? You're tag team champions. Like, yeah. And then if you get hurt, now the title's in jeopardy. So why are we even taking this match? And Ted doesn't really have a good answer. He's like, no, like, I just want to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's what we're here for. Jimmy. Yeah. We, we just beat the shit out of people. You know, it could be me. It could be IRS. Doesn't matter. One of the two of us just feels like, you know, beating the shit out of Brutus. He's back. I want to bash his face back in. He's like, I got nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> just, like. Why not? Pretty much at this point, yeah. Which is kind of weird for heels because they're usually avoiding fights. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we got DiBiase versus Beefcake. We don't get to see the match. I was almost tempted to watch Raw to actually see the match. You only see like bits and pieces of Brutus having the advantage and then him getting screwed. I would like to just go on the record as, you know, for months upon months upon months, I've been complaining that Gene's little updates here are recaps. Right. And... and they have been, and this is actually a, a recap as well. However, now that we've got Raw as the A show, I don't consider these necessarily recaps anymore if you're not watching Raw. Right. Like if you're if you're the the ten year old kid on a Saturday whose parents won't let them stay up for Raw, mm -hmm. you didn't know this happened. So if this continues in this fashion where Gene's updates are now updates from what happened on Raw then I'm cool with that. I hated where he would do the update on what we saw last week and we would see the entire thing from Superstars. Yeah, if it's an update, it should be from a different show that yeah. you may not have seen because either they, you didn't get syndicated challenge. Mm -hmm. you know, may, maybe your Fox station only bought one of the syndicated shows. We yeah. had them both. Like I was able to always watch one then the other. But hey, if you're like a young Than Arnold whose father won't buy cable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't get to see Monday Night Raw. You don't know my pain, man. So Beefcake's winning, but IRS decides to club him in the back with a briefcase. And then he is ready to smash Beefcake's face with the briefcase, which mm -hmm. Jimmy Hart just goes rip shit. He's like, why are you doing this? Like, Yeah, there's no reason for it. Yeah, which is very on Jimmy Hart. Like, I yeah. remember when he was, like, egging on Earthquake to go sit on Hulk Hogan. And, but no, this is too brutal. This is a guy it's, who's got, you know, he's like Wolverine as far as his face right now. He just got out of the hospital after two and a half years of his wife leaving him and other shit. Leave his face alone. But I'm just over here like Brutus the Beefcake in, yeah, in just that nodding. interview right now. <laughs> just nodding back and forth. Just nodding. Jimmy takes a spill for his efforts of trying to protect Brutus. He gets thrown out of the ring by IRS. Yeah, he got hit hard, too. That was 
worse than the the throw that the nasty boys did. Do you think Rotunda's like really takes him out? Yeah, <laughs> he's done with him. I've waited years for this. Raised <laughs> Jimmy Hart. You're the one guy I haven't kicked his ass. That's now right. I'm going to. Yeah, they they slug poor Brutus in the face. It implies that he blades himself because there's blood after the fact, but he's covering his face so much you never see any blood. So no, like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out where if because I did go back to see if you could see where any blood was coming out, but you, no, you can't see anything. They may have cut it for the Saturday morning show. You may have been able to see it on Monday night, but mm -hmm. as far as the clips they give us, you don't really see Brutus bleeding. Not at all. Jimmy protects him from like a, a, a second beat down because they're about ready to, to nail him. Weirdest stretcher I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. It's a, it's like a mash unit. It's like a tarp with two <laughs> yeah. bamboo sticks Yeah, on either side. Where's the stretcher? We <laughs> forgot if it's, God damn it. Get me a blanket and some kendo sticks. Yeah. That thing was going to fall apart as soon as they got backstage. Luckily they didn't have like a long aisle to go down. Yeah. It's really, it's really like a prop from alive. I have to say that Jimmy Hart looks weird when he doesn't have his sunglasses on. Yeah, his, his eyes are, are like punched in. Yeah, he looks like he's like half high or something. All the I'm time. sure he is. I mean, that's, <laughs> maybe that's why he wore the sunglasses. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. He's got some weird eyes. So Beefcake's injured, but coming back from break, they announce in a voiceover outside of the voiceover. So you have the mm -hmm. studio work that Vince, Macho, and the King are doing. And then you hear, you could. You can tell it's a separate voiceover recorded yeah. some other time where Vince is like, and Monday night, the Hulkster's coming back to Raw or whatever the fuck he says. All those clips that we have in the opening are not for naught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually going to be here. In. That's basically what they're talking about the whole time that Perfect's coming out to destroy our red tie. Who's this asshole? All right, so his name is Bobby Young. Birthplace unknown, date of birth unknown. He's he from has parts unknown. He's from what parts a pretentious unknown. red tight. He's <laughs> like, no, nah, fine, I'm from parts unknown. He's like, dude, dude he, you're uh, Gary from Subway. He has eight matches to his name on TV. And yeah, there's really not too much else here. I'm trying to look to see what he might have, anything that was worthwhile, but no, not really. This looks to be his last, actually, TV appearance. Yeah. We don't have a t-shirt plant, but we have a Caesar's Palace hat plant. We have yep. put a yellow Caesar's Palace hat on a four-year-old boy. Oh, It is I'm so kidding. huge on his head. They have it rolled up in the back to try to keep it on this kid's <laughs> head. We saw that. I also saw, oh yeah, they saw Ica Pro Dude as well. <laughs> Ica Pro Dude is in the audience as Perfect comes up as well. Our red tight is wearing Two Faces outfit from Batman. He's I got... have that. I was like, I have Mike McGurk in a blue ridiculous suit and <laughs> next to Two Face pink tight Bobby Young. Yeah. We both took the Two Face reference. Yeah, on well, it's purple on one side. It's like snake skin on the other. <laughs> or it's, it's like got flowery. Like a, yeah. yeah, it's like a motion capture pattern. I don't know what's it's going on. finger painting. It is. It looks like he's halfway decent as a wrestler. It's amazing he, he doesn't have more information because they usually don't put perfect in with the guy who can't do some kind of wrestling. This guy actually held his own and, and did well, but only only eight matches here, at least on my card that I found. Yeah, he does 100% like the wrestling 101. Like everything you ever saw that they teach the rookies on Tough Enough on the first mm -hmm. couple episodes, that's the moves that this dude's doing. Yeah. It's like get bumped, get up. You know, lie on the ground, have the guy clear him, try to do a leapfrog. It's like yep. all, all the one-on-one moves. Yeah. A little scuffle on the ground to start. Perfect runs over young as the announcers are talking about 
what happened to Beefcake with Savage, saying, you know, it's bad when a cheap shot artist like Jimmy Hart doesn't want to get involved. So, yeah, that's, that is funny. Yeah. Mr. Perfect has to deal with another pretentious guy because, like, not only is he from parts unknown, 13 minutes and 40 seconds in or so, the red tight drops one of his straps. Oh, yeah. Is this the one with the, with the strap? Oh, no, there's one later where the, his strap kept falling off. This guy took it <laughs> off. Like, now it's on. Yeah. If we're being true to the show here, as I noticed, because I just passed that part, Perfect gives him a big slap, and then Perfect begins to pull down his strap. And the guy just kind of like, all right, I'm done with this strap, and takes the rest <laughs> of his arm out at that point. Someone needs to remind Perfect that he's a good guy now. Yeah, he still shows a lot of, like, heelish faces to mm -hmm. the crowd like these very like badass like i'm a badass i'm i'm full of myself type faces mm -hmm. which in 1993 that wasn't the the baby face thing to do no he punches the guy in the face he slaps him around he's healing it up and the crowd's still like yeah <laughs> well, i think most of the crowd always liked how perfect wrestled like you're always going to see a good match and now he's a yeah. good guy now you have an excuse to finally cheer him yeah. So you really didn't care the way he acted. Why the perfect flex isn't done, I will say it every week. I wish this move would come back because it's awesome. I love the perfect flex. I just notice how he does it like so flawlessly. After he drops the guy, he locks his own hands together. Yeah. So, it's which awesome. Is just, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool move. Definitely. <laughs> the perfect drops his own strap. King is trying really hard to call him a menace. Mm -hmm. To the point where the magistrator, he draws Dennis the Menace. Oh, yeah. I It was it, a good version of Dennis the Menace there. Vince, Vince shits thought, on it. Yeah, Vince thought it looked like a gargoyle. I was like, no, that looks like Dennis the Menace, actually. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, especially he's using, like, Microsoft Paint from 1993. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making fun of the graphics. It's 1993. Like, Jurassic Park's about to come out. And those That's dinosaurs true. still hold up. So I guess yeah. I should be mocking the CGI at the time because, you know, Terminator's already been filmed. Yeah. Sean Mooney's here. He looks really depressed before the, they get the close-up shot. He's like, <laughs> he looks really weathered. It's like, yeah. what happened to Sean? He looks kind of pissed. He doesn't have too much to really talk about this week. I was, I was kind of upset with our promos because it was all promos in regards to WrestleMania. And I'm thinking to myself, like, it's... This is the February 20th episode of, you know, Superstars. WrestleMania is not until April 4th. So we got a, like a full month and a half yeah. before WrestleMania comes along. And they're already doing promos for WrestleMania. Maybe I'm, you know, jaded from watching one person run out and then five minutes later they have a match. But it just seems like they, they've got a long way to go where they're not really pushing anything other than the wrestlemania matches yeah i mean it's it really feels weird because you'd have like a pay-per-view or two in between the rumble and mania now and here we're spending three months on mania and remember yeah. you'd be watching these feuds for like three or four months and then they'd have a completely different card and plug it only for a month for like SummerSlam. And the same thing with a Survivor Series. But I guess it's WrestleMania. It's the, it's the big one. So yeah. they do that thing where they blur out the ticket number, but they still have it in the... But he uh, still says the the number, yep. Yeah, they don't bleep it out. So I'm telling you, we need to call 1-800-634-6698 and get our WrestleMania 9 tickets. <laughs> I'm going to show up to Caesars Palace on April 4th and be like, <laughs> where, going. where the hell is it? Yeah. <laughs> the concierge is going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, we go in, check in. All right, we're here for WrestleMania weekend. Like, <laughs> you're, you're 29 years late. Yeah, that's unfortunate. First promo is by uh, Mr. Fuji. 
Yes. Who I swear Yokozuna is like smiling a little bit when it's like, here's my Japanese powerhouse. He's like, no, I'm not. He probably told him a joke like right before the, <laughs> the camera went on. Yush. I'm trying not to laugh, so I'm just going to say yush. He says yush so many times in this that Fuji becomes intelligible at the end. There's just <laughs> too much going on. Like he, like Fuji's still talking, but his accent is so thick to start with. And then with Yoko just yushing over top of it the entire time, he starts like complimenting Bret Hart at one point, like saying, you're a great wrestler, you're intelligent. And then all of a sudden just Yoko starts yushing and, and yeah. Fuji's still talking, but I have no idea what he's trying to say. The close captioning couldn't even do it. It's like speaking a foreign language. That's all <laughs> yeah. Bret does a, a Half a good promo until he gets caught in his own excellence of executionness. Yeah. Like this almost deserved an excellence of execution count because he gets trapped in it. Yeah. He says he's concerned because he's going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this, this guy's huge. Wait a minute. I run through the lower mid card. Yeah. That's, that's my deal. That's how this works. I fight Virgil. I fight the Berserker. <laughs> I fight Skinner. You can take I all those. Damien, no problem. Yeah, what am I doing fighting Yoko Azuna? Yeah. I ain't signed up for this. Yeah. Well, he says, don't worry, Dom, because the excellence of execution has all kinds of tricks up his sleeves. He is a long shot, but he'll be around for a long time. I don't know what that means, but, you know. I, I didn't like Brit as the underdog champion. I guess he has to overcome something, but still, you're, you're the champion. Yeah, like be a yeah. champion, but he's in the worst version of his outfit today. He's got his pink top with a pink jacket with black epaulets. Yeah. Not a fan of this one. No. No. And it's made out of some kind of weird glossy material. And we're getting in the splatter paint part of the nineties where everything was like, oh yeah, you know, splattered or drippy or yeah, <laughs> it, definitely. Just drip your hands into a paint bucket and yeah, everything was splashy. It's like, okay. Yeah. I remember the nasty boys suddenly came in with their jacket, like all splatter painted. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's hip. I guess. Up next, we get the main event. Yeah. Bam Bam Vigilow versus Earthquake. A main event in any auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Bam Bam comes down first in the better looking outfit. We get a little boy in the crowd with like his mouth open, like, oh my God, he's huge. So he gets into the ring and, you know, close up and everything. And then we hear the rumbles and they introduce Earthquake. Cut to, oh my God, 90s chick. <laughs> who, thinks, who thinks that earthquake is the biggest thing that she's ever seen quake jumps right into the ring and jumps around a lot to to shake the ring but bam bam does not seem very intimidated i didn't understand the sign there's a very long sign they got about like i don't know eight or nine people to hold out this huge sign and it says earthquake rock the house and i think they even put a comma so it's earthquake comma rock the house because earthquake rock the uh, house doesn't make any sense. None of it uh, makes sense. Earthquake rock. Okay. Not sure. rocks the house. No. Earthquake rock the house. Earthquake rock the house. I say earthquake rock the house. Earthquake rock the house. I say earthquake rock the house. <laughs> it was very uh, hip for the early 90s. It was. Oh my yeah. God. I, I saw the 90s chick. Yeah. The I oh my God 90s chick. 
Yeah. We get a little bit of back and forth. Both guys are trying to knock each other down because I'm big, you're big, let's be big together. And Earthquake gains the advantage. Earthquake does have a little bit of height on Bam Bam here. Bam Bam has his arms up, like he's sizing him up, but he also looks like a director trying to frame a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Show me sexy. (laughs) All right. Show me angry. Yes, that's good. That's good. Yes, yes. No, no. We get some kicks and some hard rights to Bam Bam. And then Earthquake slams Bam Bam. So we show a little bit of power there. Bam Bam avoids an elbow drop and hits a suplex before applying a chin lock. I was trying to figure out when's the last time Earthquake fell that far. Probably when he fought Hogan. Yeah. I don't think anybody else really picked him up ever. Nobody's ever picked him up besides besides Hogan. So this uh, this has to be probably one of the the toughest matches for Earthquake. And I found out that this is actually his last match. This um, is it. We, this is the not, end of Quake? Not it. He comes back in about a year or so. But this is his, his last match before he leaves to go do some work in Japan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tugboat's on his way to become the Shockmaster. So I don't know if we'll ever see him again. I know we weren't going to see the disasters anymore. They were done. Yeah. I dug this because it was a long match. It actually goes over the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Two, usually big guy versus big guy is great on paper. I mean, let's just take the WrestleMania thing. You got Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. We know that's mm-hmm. going to suck. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to be a major spectacle. You got a seven foot dead dude with an eight foot yeah. sash clash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whatever uh, you want to call him. Bigfoot. And, yeah. you know, it's like Clash of the Titans. But, you know, one wrestles like a zombie because that was his gimmick and the other one can't wrestle at all. Here you got two dudes who are like 400 pounds and 500 pounds where Earthquake's making a 400 pound guy look small. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got Yoko, who's like 600 pounds in the wing. So you got a lot of big guys. All of these big guys could like move. Oh, yeah. So here you got this big man Clash of the Titans match, which is usually, you know, great on paper, bad in execution. But they get up fast. They do these huge power moves. No one seems to have an advantage of the other. When they yeah. do a hold, like Bam Bam knows how to like torque Earthquake's head where it almost looks like he's tearing it off. Yeah. Even the rest holds look like something's going on. Yeah. Bam Bam's mugging. He's just hitting them. It's not, not just a hold the hold. There's like a story behind the holds, even though everybody's trying to catch their breath because there's 900 pounds in the ring. I don't know if Earthquake's leaving, why the ending was the ending, where it's just yeah. a count out. They just beat it. Maybe Earthquake didn't want to do a job for him. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, it's, it, I don't like the count out. And the count out was fast. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was like before you knew it, yeah, you didn't even know that the ref was counting until he got to like nine and 10 and then the match was over. That was one of the fastest 10 counts I've ever seen. And there didn't seem to be a logical reason that Earthquake couldn't get back in the ring. He's, yeah. He's right by the ring. He, did, he just basically fell out. He wasn't beaten out. He wasn't knocked out. He didn't hit the ring post or yeah. hit his head against a barricade. He just was like, I can't get back in. They yeah, used to he do that doing... with Andre. That was like the how you beat Andre the Giant all the time. Then maybe that's where they, you know, they just opened the book of Andre and said, <laughs> how do we make Earthquake look bad? Oh, just have him count it out. That's what we did with Andre all the time. All right, we could do that with Earthquake too. Yeah, just put him over. You know, make Bam Bam a bigger threat by beating Earthquake. I like how Earthquake rolls out of the ring, falls to the floor, right by a Pepsi. And I <laughs> would have loved for Earthquake to just pick the Pepsi up and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> and chug it. 
Yeah. Chug, the, chug the Pepsi. Like, chug the Pepsi. I, I can't get back in the ring. I got a tasty beverage. Yeah, I'm not sure why that ending happened because it was kind of anticlimactic considering the rest of the match was really good. Why doesn't the referee, who's holding the guy's hand, turn the wrestler, who obviously doesn't know where the camera is, towards the camera? The whole win, the back of Bam Bam's head is pointed to the hard cam. Hmm. Turn him around. <laughs> yeah. Just point him in the right direction because Bam Bam spends the entire celebration mugging to, to the opposite side to the opposite side of the arena well in bam bam's case it kind of works because he's got that giant head tattoo so everybody's probably looking at that anyway yeah like, oh, like, is, is that a really a head tattoo <laughs> but he's like yeah i did it i beat him i win but i'm only seeing the back of his skull yeah oh well yeah. macho bear is in the house Yay, macho, macho bear. For anyone that wants to see Randy in the bear. Did we do macho bear? I No, we did no, hitman bear. Hitman bear. We did hitman bear. We didn't do macho bear. And hitman bear was up there, if I, if I yeah, recall. Yeah, it's like very expensive. Somebody was trying to get like 200 something for him. Yeah, so I can like imagine macho's, macho's got to be up oh, there. Oh, I got it. Oh. Vintage right. uh, wrestling, Randy Macho Man Savage plus Teddy Bear, and then it also says WCW Titan Sports. So they're they're all sorts of messed up. It, there is a starting bid and a buy it now. It does Ooh. not have the glasses. It is missing one shoe. Oh, okay. And um, it's a little ripped. It's got a rip in the shirt. Oh, it's got a rip in everything. Wow. Mm, that brings the value down. It, okay, well, given the the Bret Hart bear, I'm gonna go a hundred dollars. It is one twenty nine as a starting bid. It is you could buy it now without having to bid for it for a hundred and eighty one seventy nine. No, no <laughs> not with all that damage. No, that's the, yeah. Come on, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna die with that. Yeah. No, it. Ooh, and the seller's got a bad. He's got some bad ratings. Yeah. Oh well. What the hell is on my screen? Who the fuck is Mike <laughs> Starr? So, yeah, this guy in ring career started in March of 1987. He wrestled all the way up through 2015. Wow. So for 27 years, this guy was wrestling. Had a few alter egos. One is the Blue Demon. Okay. Um, he also got called Inferno. <laughs> He's got a whole uh, hell thing going. Much, yeah. <laughs> he was called Slam. Da, no, da, da, come on. Let the boys be boys. And then this is the one that confuses me because it says Mike Star, mm -hmm. which is his name here. But then it also says AKA Michelle Star. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure where it goes there. And he also has a Facebook page under uh, Gorgeous Michelle Star. Wow. Yeah. It's gold dust so, before gold dust. Yeah, it could be. He's made up of wrestler parts here. It's got and, just bad, awful-looking tights with sort of like a black singlet on top. He's missing, like, his middle tooth. I'm not quite <laughs> sure what's going on there. He's got blonde hair with, with dark eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom of it, like, I'm guessing he had, like, a, a black, like, one-piece singlet on underneath the purple tights. Because the purple tights go up above his belly, which, which is they really shouldn't. Rather round. He looks yeah. like a weeble person. Yeah. And then pink elbow pads that don't seem to fit him correctly. No, nothing fits him correctly. That's for <laughs> sure. So yeah, this guy, this guy had some issues from the get-go, but not to worry because he is facing our favorite Kamala 
Yes. Coming down to the ring with Slick as his, not his manager, his friend. So from Uganda, we have Kamala come down while they're promoting the headlock on hunger. Mm -hmm. Interesting coincidence. (laughs) The king has one of the best one-liners in this match where he says, Kamala likes people, especially if they're cooked. My wife laughed at that. (laughs) She watched this one with me and she's like that. She started like laughing. (laughs) Uh, hysterically good... at that. I mean, Kamala is learning how to wrestle a bit. So I, that's kind of the thing. They keep on saying how he's, he's learning how to do it. He, he's tracking the pony. He's doing some more slammy type stuff, but it's basically still chop and kick. Yeah. At about 25, I'm going to say 41, some woman in the crowd reacting the same way I would if Kamala was coming to the ring. Yeah. She's, like, <laughs> yeah, she's very sad. She's a Kamala fan. She, yes. she digs Kamala. Yeah. Poor Slick has to like take all his shit. Like he's got to like grab this spear. <laughs> he's going to grab this giant shield. He gives it to like, I think a cameraman. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. trying to get it out of the way. Got to take the mask off. It's funny because Kamala comes down to the ring, very straight and narrow. You know, he's not like reeling left or right or anything like that. As soon as he gets to the ring, it's like, he doesn't know where to go Yeah, it's like at he- that point. He should be confused on the way to the ring, not when yeah. he's in the ring. They're like, why are we going this direction? Yeah. I love Kamala so much because at 27 minutes in, Kimchi comes out with Ooh. the f- f- scariest mask I've ever seen. What <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a, a thing of nightmares. I, I don't even know why it goes like this. He's like in a safari outfit, which kind of mm. makes sense being that he's like captured Kamala from you know, Skull Island or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But his mask is, it's just there. So, you know, it's not the Brooklyn brawler. Yeah. But that's the only reason this mask exists. It is total blacked out face. It's scary as shit. Yeah. And Kamala turns and sees him. And the subtlety of Kamala's act is great because he sees his true threat. (laughs) Isn't Mike Starr. It's Kim Chi. The minute sees Kim Chi, belly pat. Oh, here it comes. And Slick is trying his best to be like, no, no, go beat up Mike Starr. Don't go after kimchi. But there, there's Kamala just <laughs> slapping away at himself. Slapping away at his belly. It's great. Yeah, actually, if I was Slick, I would have let him go after kimchi. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Kimchi knocked you out earlier, Slick. Don't you want him to kick his ass? No, Slick's like, look, we got to get paid. You got to beat this guy <laughs> to get paid. Because we've established three episodes ago that you don't care about money. So it's my check. Really. Yes, I, get, I get all the money. I'll, I'll slide a little your way for some chitlins. Yeah, that <laughs> that is the long con of this whole thing. Like he yeah. leaves Whippleman for Slick, but Slick's like stealing all his money. So oh, like, yeah. just constantly being exploited, poor Kamala. This was the guy, this Adrian Adonis wannabe where his, the, the shoulder strap kept falling off during the entire match. And he kept like pulling it up, even though he was dead to rights, he still had enough strength to pull his shoulder strap up almost every chance that he got. You're a really weird shape where you got some really bad clothes when your sleeveless top <laughs> is having sleeve problems. Have no shoulders. Kamala, once again, splashes the dude and tries to pin him upside down. And now the gimmick is everybody tries to help him out. Yeah, we we see the shots of the crowd saying, roll him over the right way, roll him over. And he does and figures it out. And then he keeps rolling him. Adrian looks up at one point. He's just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah, I like Macho. It's That's- a double hook. Like, it's got both legs. 
Yeah, like he, like he meant that. They're, they're, so, yeah, so they're setting up for a kimchi Kamala match, which, are, when are we going to see that? Like, is that going to be a Raw thing? Is that going to be a Superstars thing? It's certainly it's not a WrestleMania. No, nah, I think it's just on the circuit. Yeah. Which, you know, why, why, why are we even having this match? Why are we that might be this one thing? I have to find because I've never seen, like, it, I, I didn't realize that kimchi actually wrestled, so. Oh, yeah. Well. It's the Brooklyn Brawler. I, I know. I, I understand that. But as Kim Chi, I don't remember him ever wrestling. Well, bringing the episode to a screeching halt <laughs> is Mike Starr's haircut on Mrs. Hacksaw Jim Duggan wearing a Sailor Moon outfit, but it's more like a Sailor Moo in like a giant rocking chair like the one Lily Tomlin used to sit in. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on here. Like if you took her very hairsprayed hair away, and put like a short crop on her. I swear that's a man, dude. For sure. For sure. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the jaw. Look at it that does. jaw. Yeah, she's yeah. got the she's got the man jaw. But yes, so this is this is Jim Duggan's wife, Deborah, and she is talking about all the injuries that her husband has suffered. But this injury happened at the worst time because she is pregnant. That no. yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So now we've got that image in our heads. I can, I can already see it the whole time. Just, oh, <laughs> she'd be like, what'd you call me? She says her husband is a proud American, but they're not at war with Japan. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. And does not want him to wrestle. So apparently what I found out is they got, WWF got a lot of bad press and received from various Asian American groups that were very offended by the angle that they were taking mm. with the Japanese versus in things. So this was put into place to kind of ease that, I guess, a little bit. So it wasn't that they were at war with Japan. She just didn't want him to wrestle because she's pregnant. Well, like if you said two weeks ago the angle doesn't make a lick of sense anyway yeah. because you have the american getting beaten up and he's got to be avenged by the canadian so it, it couldn't go anywhere <laughs> that's exactly what happened in world war ii <laughs> <laughs> world war ii <laughs> isn't it yeah i don't know history yeah the u.s stays out of the war but canada sent in the <laughs> it's like we got this mother we're gonna drop the bomb I'm trying to think of what that would be like saving private Savior Pirate O'Hanrahan. <laughs> yeah. I so. like how she lists all his injuries and like Hexel's like, yo, he's had slip discs. He's had bouts of impotence. He's had <laughs> he's going through hair loss right now. <laughs> he's got she's, he's this, this athlete's foot. He's got gonorrhea. I was I was actually artificially inseminated. <laughs> yeah. It's like because we had problems. Because it's all starting like, you know, wrestler stuff. He's had a broken jaw. He's had a slip disc. Yeah. He's had syphilis. Uh, after that, we get Lawler saying that Duggan should just give up wrestling, get a job at a gas station so his kids can grow up to be a grease monkey like his dad. I almost got tickets to a Wilmington Blue Rocks because I'm right by our minor league stadium over here. Mm hmm game where the special guest would be was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He was the attraction because, oh, yeah. you know, minor league baseball, that's not the attraction. I believe he just actually got out of cancer. Treatment. Yeah, he, he got cleared so he up. Beat, so. Yeah, he beat cancer. So good for him. That's right. 
cool graphic of Caesar's Palace, which is kind of a connected twin tower at kind of a, a V angle. So they're able to superimpose the card with the good guy and bad guy on each of the towers. So we have Yoko and Hart as the main event, which is after years and years and years and years of Hogan, hey. I thought it was pretty cool <laughs> seeing two other people up there not knowing what's going to happen. Well, Hogan was main event one through seven or one through eight, right? Was he in eight? He, it wasn't the main yes. of the, yeah, I well, mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it might not have been last match, but he definitely was like the biggest thing on the card through one through eight. Yeah. Prominent. Well, they had uh, to milk that, milk that bone as long as they could. One to three <laughs> for sure. Four, sure. it's, it's the rematch against Andre-ish, oh, yeah. even though Macho yeah. gets it. Mega powers explode. Then he's in the main event against Warrior and Warrior. gets it back against Slaughter. Slaughter. And then it's him versus sid and not for the title but they call it the double main event and it ends yeah. the show because the, yeah. the championship match was in the middle yeah so yeah here it is first non-hogan <laughs> at the end <laughs> wink wink i love this wrestlemania graphic that they use with the mosaic but it also looks like a purple dinosaur it looks like a <laughs> like skinned barney yeah, definitely a little bit weird as the wrestlers come through the mosaic <laughs> To, to, for the big reveal. Love how it's like, we have computer graphics now and we're just using the doll. Look at oh, all yeah. the stuff we can do. We can morph a guy from a, a, a mosaic into a human. Well, we get a little bit more of the card being told to us. And once again, it is February 20th. And at this point, they, they've announced, last week they announced three matches. This week they announced three matches. So we've got six matches on the card. An entire month and a half before WrestleMania. So lots and lots of time to build some of these feuds. So hopefully we get to see a little bit more building up towards this. So they show a little bit of the non-match of Giant Gonzalez as if it's supposed to be intimidating. That's what I said. I mean, they're plugging it. Watch Giant Gonzalez as he goes through these three people. He barely chokes one and the other yeah. two run away. Yeah, exactly. That was the whole match. That's an awful, awful match. And they recap it. They're like, look what happened. Look how devastating this motherfucker is. I'm like, yeah. he didn't do shit. No. Like nothing. He did a half-hearted choke slam, and then he ran after the other two when they and they ran away. And the Undertaker's pretending like he beat the crap out of him. The Undertaker does a promo where he's like, mm -mm, "Really fucked me up." I'm like, <laughs> when he like knocked him out of the rumble. Yeah, that was about it. That was pretty much it. Well, anyway, we get our new matches that are announced this week. We're gonna get, as we know, Mister Perfect versus Lex Luger. Yes. We're going to see Shawn Michaels versus Tatanka for the Intercontinental title, considering that Tatanka just beat him in a non-title match. We were wondering where that was going. Yeah. Because we're like, why did Shawn lose? Yeah, because of Janetti leaving. No, no, <laughs> no word on Janetti at all. So he's gone. And the Steiner brothers versus the Head Shrinkers, which I'm looking forward to that match because those are two groups that could potentially kill each other. Yeah, and I hope they actually let the heels wrestle because we had this problem with the Beverly Brothers. Yeah. Beverly Brothers fucking rock. But whenever they were in a match with good guys, they played chicken shit heels that would just, like, they, they wouldn't do their act. They'd just be like any other red tight heel team just getting their ass kicked. Yeah, that was annoying. I was expecting so much more from that match. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Yeah. We also have, very, very briefly, they talk about Crush versus Clown. Yeah. So we'll get the blow off to that. 
This is the creepiest shot I've ever seen. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to sell merch, but the way mm -hmm. the camera goes in, this they should probably check this guy's background. All right, so we are 36 minutes, 47 seconds in. We have these girls who've actually been on the show a bunch because they have a lot of merch. We have one 13-year-old pre-hot topic girl with a rest in peace urn and her friend is wearing an Undertaker shirt that I've never seen before. It's a two-color graphic tee with a black t-shirt with purple and white. And they go in to take a shot of the Undertaker's eyes. So, like, <laughs> camera two is, like, right <laughs> on top of this poor girl's chest. That's awesome. It's, like, yes. pause screen. Like, you can't yeah. do this to this poor teenager. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is. But out comes The Undertaker. We have foam shit everywhere for The Undertaker. We oh get my God. foam urns. We get foam <laughs> tombstones. Foam <laughs> was hip in the early 90s. <laughs> what else can we make out of foam? Well, they even showed Brett's glasses. Like, a couple of kids, like, holding up Brett's glasses. And I was trying, and I, and I remembered, like, on the back of those glasses mm -hmm. to protect your face was a foam yeah. around it. <laughs> I had bought a pair. I owned yeah. that shit. Yeah, so they, they there was foam everywhere, man. There was. Yeah, you couldn't get out of there without buying something that had foam on it. This is definitely the peak Undertaker for me. I love this Undertaker look. He yeah, had the, the arm tattoo of himself. He's already gotten the back done on his forearm. I love this coat. I love this. This shirt was always better than I thought the like the wrestling garb they wear. Why is the Undertaker mm -hmm. wearing wrestling garb? You're the Undertaker. Yeah. This is my favorite. This is before he went purple, before the Phantom of the Undertaker mask, and way before he, like, badassed himself and never really got out of that fully. This is my favorite Undertaker look. And he doesn't care about the opponent. He's always heading for the urn. I noticed that, like, there's there's a point where the ref has the urn. And, he's, <laughs> and he starts attacking the ref. <laughs> yeah. He goes after the ref. He's like, <laughs> and the ref's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. It's like hot potatoing the urn yeah. back to Paul Bearer. Yeah, please take this. It's like, why are you touching the earth? Yeah. I'll kill you, Hefner. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who he's going to kill. He's going to kill Raven Clark. He's our red tight for this match. What about um, me? What about <laughs> Raven Clark? Well, here's the thing, because he has two hidden ring names, one of them being Raven Clark, and the other one was Raymond Clark. <laughs> so he basically took his name and it was just like, no, Raven, Raven sounds like Raven, but it's so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, do you think Johnny Polo's like, look, dude, I got plans for that name. That's mine. <laughs> One thing I noticed about our red tie here, he, he looks like he's out of a gym, mm -hmm. but he also looks like he, all he's wearing is his boxer briefs. Like this is the tightest, yeah. thinnest, whitest <laughs> outfit I've ever seen. Yeah. Those, those are vintage. I've got nothing else to wear, so I'm just going to. No, let's wear my underwear to the ring. It's cool. Yeah, that's not, those, those aren't even wrestling tights. Were, were boxer briefs a thing in 93? You know, I don't know. I, I remember can, boxers were for sure. Yeah, boxers definitely were. I don't know if boxer briefs came in that earlier or not. The Undertaker does a, a takedown. Like, he almost momentarily forgets he's not supposed to wrestle. Like, yeah, which is why, which is why he grabs this guy and it looks very menacing. He's probably telling him, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you don't charge me. Because he literally has to do like a, 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 like a wrestling takedown on the dude and then tries to rip his nose off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully believe that that nose rip was for real. The Undertaker chokeslams this guy from like the moon. Yeah. This, he took a huge, huge, huge chokeslam right before he hits the 
the tombstone and uh, quote the Raven nevermore. If the Undertaker is like a legit 6'10", mm-hmm. this guy is about a foot and a half above that when he takes his choke slam. Oh yeah, easily. And hit the, hit the mat hard. Shit, too. just goes down like a, like doesn't, like there's almost no vibration to it. He just like no. hits it and dies. Fatality. Oh, this is still the days of the mat is hard. But how strong is Mark Calloway at this point of his career that he just like throws this guy over his shoulders just walking around with this motherfucker? Like that was the most impressive thing to me. Picks him up for the tombstone, but basically drapes him over his shoulders, starts walking around. That's a good question. I I don't know. And what is the what is the threshold of that? Does he do this to everybody, or is there like a weight limit? <laughs> yeah, like, like at what point where it's like tombstone or choke slam? Like at what point does he go? All right, this guy's too big for tombstone. This guy's choke slam only. Because this is before yeah. he started doing submissions to to solve that problem. I'm trying to think like with Giant Gonzalez, like what does he do to beat the Giant Gonzalez? Because there's no way he's choke slamming him. He's too tall. There's no way he's tombstoning him because even if he could get him in that position, Giant Gonzalez wouldn't know what to do. I haven't gone back to it in yeah. forever, but if I remember correctly from 29 years and without looking it up, I think it's a count out or a DQ. Oh, okay. I, See, I don't that think would make sense because, yeah, there's no way he's going to be able to do either of those finishing moves on Gonzalez. There's no way Gonzalez is going to be able to take a choke slam or a tombstone. I heard a common rib. Especially around Perfect and Hart, Owen Hart, was if a guy would fall asleep, they'd shave off one of his eyebrows. Yes. Because then what do you do? You either got to walk around with one eyebrow or and wait for the other one to grow back. Or it would force the dude to shave off his other eyebrow. Both eyebrows, sure. If you're at 39 minutes, 45 seconds in and freeze it, do you think someone shaved off the Undertaker's eyebrows? Because he, he has painted on red eyebrows that's possible yeah he's got like those weird sort of evilish eyebrows that he paints on there yeah it's like ronda rousey's paint job on the undertaker it looks really weird it doesn't i don't know i don't know if there's eyebrows there or not when i catch the guy who did this yes we we get my favorite of the undertaker endings which i they should have really kept this the body bag yeah i love the body bag throw the guy in the body bag yeah, and then carry them out. <laughs> Do you think it just took too long? Do you think it was just too, when they started doing live shows, was it just like too cumbersome? Like, God damn it, it takes him like seven minutes to get this yeah. motherfucker in the bag. <laughs> um, I would have loved to see him do it against like names. I don't think we've ever seen him do it against a name. It was always against red tights. Or do you think Mark was like, it's, it's far. It is far. Yeah. I have to carry this guy <laughs> all the way out of the ring, all the way down the aisle, like, Let's lose this. I wonder yeah. whose idea it was, like, bag the bag. I don't know. I like the bag. I like the bag, Either too. that or just always bring down a coffin. Yeah, he's got wheels. Throw him in there. I, yeah. I get it. It's a pain in the ass to carry a guy out of the, the arena. But yeah. Yeah, throw him in a box. Yeah. Well, from there, we get a little bit of crush pushing our headlock on hunger. It doesn't do too much on the, the I'm Hawaiian because this isn't a promo about him, but he does start it with an aloha. And, and he says that these starving kids in Somalia crushes his heart. Yes. Very sad. At what point do you think Vince looked at crush and said, this guy's not the guy like you can almost see him fall out of love with crush. All right. Make him Hawaiian. No, that didn't work either. Uh, clown beats him. Yeah. It's just gotta be. It's got to be crowd reaction. He wasn't getting the crowd reaction that he thought he would get, you know. I would say it would have to be from his original promos. (laughs) His his original promos sucked. 
Mooney's back in uh, gold and blue. Uh, Shawn Michaels is uh, is pissed off. Yeah, so we get a couple of promos here. The first one is Shawn Michaels. I like this promo that he does because he's, he seems a little pissed off because Tatanka beat him. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, yeah, I got beat, but I don't care. And he makes a really, really good analogy saying like, you know, Super Bowl winners may have some losses along the way, but they always win the big one. So when it's for the title, he will take it. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That was that was a really good promo. Uh, all I can think of is that that scene from Airplane where the little kid's talking to Kareem about how his father says he only works hard in the playoffs. Yeah. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Tell your old man to run up and down for 48 <laughs> bust my ass bust every my ass. night. Nice promo to what I was talking about with the Undertaker talking about how Giant Gonzalez beat him up, and I don't remember that happening. Also, he's talking about how he's unholy and like he's unleashed hell now. And he's, yeah, like, it's like he's opening Pandora's box or something like that. It's like when you kicked my ass, I decided to open up a box. Either that or he's opening a can of whoop ass, but it's a little too early for that. Well, that's it. That ends it. Did yeah. you did you like the episode then? It did. This was kind of like a so-so episode for me. It wasn't boring. It kind of moved fast. So I was I was happy with that. I liked the earthquake bam bam match, except for the ending. Uh and we had some decent red tights on this episode. They all seemed to know what they were doing. So I would say this was like a I would give this one like a six out of ten. Yeah, as, as the kids would say, it was mid. Definitely mid. It's definitely <laughs> mid. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't fire. No. It wasn't superstar AF. It just kept the story chugging. Yeah. We did have perfect. We had Razor. Kamala's always fun. So, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's like perfectly fine. Well, this is, this is what's going to worry me, though, because obviously, you know, the Raw being the A show at this point, I feel like a lot more of the story is going to be forwarded on that. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be like... That, you know, middle of the road, just kind of nothing, nothing that necessarily pushes stories forward. Like we'll see some recap from Raw for a while here, you know, leading up to WrestleMania. But I don't, I feel like we're not going to get any of the big, you know, fallout from anything unless it's being shown to us via recap. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with that because we had like these tapings that would last four weeks. So you'd only have like two weeks of good matches and the rest would have to be overdubs to keep the story going in week Mm -hmm. three or four, because it's been so long since something actually was recorded. Now, at least we're going to be seeing almost a weekly update of story, even though it's not on the main show. So hopefully... Those updates and and previews will keep the show rolling as we watch like our little squash matches. I hope so. Next week, we do get a a name versus name. We have Doink versus Boss Man. Yeah, I feel like Boss Man is going to go down on this one. I I think so too, but it'd be even better if like the Boss Man was like arresting the clown in a white van, opens the back. (laughs) There's like tons of kids. It's a play. It's a play. It's a playground brawl. Like that's where they have it. Like on a playground, Doink comes out of a white van. Boss Man's there trying to save save little children. This one took a turn. It's really dark. Yeah. Boss man has to reach into a sewer. There's a little a boy in a, in a bed and there's Doink sitting in the corner. Yeah. It's, he's got the it paint job. Yeah. Like, we get Yokozuma. It's Yokozuma. 
Narcissist, the narcissist will Narciss, be here. Narcissist, the narcissist. I like that name. Yeah, yep. and a special this this be, this vibe. Oh my god, in. I can't. The special interview with Giant Gonzalez. I guarantee. I'm going to put money on this. The Giant Gonzalez doesn't say more than two syllables. It's all Harvey. It's a, it's a Harvey Harvey's, Whipple minute. Har- Harvey's going to be doing all the talking during that. I, I'd love it for it to be the other way. Like Giant Gonzalez actually tries to <laughs> do the yeah. interview. It's like uh, limited to no English. <laughs> we do have talking up his, his match at Boss Man. Yeah, we get a quick little promo from Doink and a quick little promo from Bossman just to give us a little bit of story before next week's main event. Doink's promo is literally why so serious. It should be. <laughs> yeah, just go with that. That's it. That's all you need. Bossman's like, I don't know what this is even about. I'm like, God, <laughs> what, what, how do I even get here? Like, yeah. I bring back nails. So beyond that, yeah, good, good episode, but not great episode. No, that, that kind of like wraps it up. So nothing else to do here, but Sayonara Undertaker. Sayonara Undertaker and Shawn Michaels has left the building. <laughs> <laughs>